And then everyone's happy. You have some adult time. Your child is still being entertained and you're not just stuck in family time the entire time. Sounds like a perfect day to me. Uh, Yes. Hey, GCL Duel fans, before we get into tonight's episode, we want to let you know we're talking to Shannon on this evening's episode about her company, Nanny Land. And Nanny Land provides nannies at all of the Disney parks and resorts and lets you book nannies for things like adult nights out. They'll even let you book nannies on Disney Cruise Line at Alani and the International Disney Parks as Nannyland sort of slowly reopens over the course of this year post-COVID. So if you've been looking for a way to get some time off with the kiddos while you're at Disney and you don't want to burden your family or find alternative options, after listening to tonight's episode, I can tell you we're thinking about using Nannyland for an upcoming trip. And it just sounds like a fabulous service. So if it piques your interest and you want to book a nanny, we wanted to let you know we do have an affiliate code with Nannyland. It's called a crown code. It is KING85. That's all caps, K-I-N-G-85, KING85. And if you use that code, you'll get a discount on your nanny. We'll get a little something from Nannyland for the referral. Everybody's happy and you get a little time on your own at a Disney park or resort or a little extra pair of hands in the parks to uh, to help you out with your kiddos. So hope you enjoy the episode this evening and find it as interesting as we did. Now on to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel. I'm excited to welcome back my lovely co-host. It's actually our wedding anniversary today, so special welcome to Sam. Welcome, Sam. Why, thanks, Brian. Happy anniversary. I know by the time this episode airs, it will no longer be our anniversary, but you know, I'm happy to be celebrating 14 years with you. It's more than 14 years that we've been together, but uh, yes, 14 years of 14 years of uh, of marriage bliss, uh, you know, interrupted by an eight year old. It's about 19 years together, actually. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, hashtag uh, uh, Val renewal on a Disney cruise next year for 15, maybe. <laughs> well, we've got a fun topic tonight. It's one that I have scratched my head about for any number of years. You know, when you take your Disney vacation and you've got your littles with you, occasionally it's nice to get some parent time. When you're on the cruise line, you've at le- least got the kids club. When you're at the parks, it can be, I think, a bit more of a challenge unless you've drugged family along. But we've got the solution today, I think. So let me yeah. start by welcoming Shannon to our show. And Shannon is with Nannyland. So welcome, Shannon. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me and happy anniversary. I also did not know it was your anniversary. So that's wonderful. (laughs) That's wonderful. And thanks for having me. It's a closely held secret. No, I think Sam already posted about it someplace. So so funny. Well, Shannon, we always like to start with getting our guests Disney background. So curious what your background is with your experiences are with parks and cruising and, you know, you, you, Alani, all that stuff. What's your Disney background? Absolutely. So I'll tell you a little bit about my Disney background personally and a little bit about my career and kind of why I started Nannyland and what we do. So me personally, I spent 25 years as a high profile profile nanny. And that basically means I worked for influential people, celebrities, and high-profile people all over the world. And one of the vacations that I very often went on them as a nanny was at Disney. And from age 20 to 40, I'm in my 40s now, I, I was baffled with how little child care there was available at Disney locations. You know, there's there's kids clubs and there's spots of this and that and services, but I was surprised that Disney themselves didn't have a massive nanny agency per se. And, and of course, I'm also, I should also add in there, I'm also from Southern California. So I'm a huge Disney goer. I grew up my whole life going to Disneyland. I've been to Disneyland Paris. I have not been to Alani personally. Um, but I have family members and close friends that have gone to Alani, the resort, the Disney resort in Hawaii. Of course, I have the goal that all Disneyers do, that I want to go to every Disney in the world. So my family and my friends and myself are all Disney goers and Disney fans. And in my workplace, I would work as a nanny at Disney a lot, easily over a hundred times in my career. And so when I stopped nannying and I dipped into the world of opening a business revolving around this, I decided to open Nannyland, which is 
now the world's only nanny agency that specializes in Disney nannies. And and what that means basically is, of course, there's other companies that will send a nanny to Disney, whether it's the cruise or the parks or a Disney resort in various locations. We're the only company that only does Disney. And that's the difference. So in Florida, we don't do Universal. In California, we don't do, you know, Six Flags or Knott's Berry Farm. We only concentrate on Disney. And we're also the only Disney nanny agency that's located at all Disney locations worldwide, including Alani, the resort in Hawaii, and including the cruise line. So cool. Shannon, this is a brilliant idea. Honestly, when did you start Nanny Land? Nanny Land opened three and a half years ago in January of of 2019. One year into that, all Disney's around the world closed down due to COVID. And so that was terrifying because we had this business that had just celebrated its one year anniversary. We were going strong in all the Disney locations. We had over 800 nannies worldwide that were helping families everywhere, including the cruise line. And then COVID hit. And as you know, it shut down Disney's everywhere for for anywhere between several months to over a year, pending the location. Some Disney's have opened and then reclosed and then opened and then reclosed. And so Nannyland is is just kind of following suit. We, since COVID, have just slowly reopened our locations one at a time. And we just reopened Alani in Hawaii. And we just reopened um, allowing nannies to go on the cruise line. And we're, we're still open in Florida and of course in California. And our international locations will open one at a time over the next year. Now, how how can a family get matched up or, or select a nanny for their Disney vacation, let's say at uh, Walt Disney World? That's a great question. So so the process is simple. Basically, a family comes to us, um, usually just curious about our services, wanting to know more information, which is fine. They will they will say they heard about this service. They want to know if if we can provide a nanny maybe for a date night at the resort and or some help in the park. I know that you mentioned, you know, even if they bring like family members, we like to remind them that, well, we want the family members to have fun, too. We don't want the family members, grandma, Aunt Betty to turn into the nanny. So we still encourage getting a nanny, even if you have family members that are very helpful. And the more eyes you can have on kids in the park, the better, even if it's just for safety reasons or just exhaustion. You know, Disney is fun for children. It's, that should be a motto somewhere. It's not our motto, but it should be a motto. Disney's fun for children. It's exhausting for parents. It's fun, but it's always exhausting. And that's where our nannies, that's probably the biggest feedback that we get. So they would come to us and they want a nanny. So they fill out our contract, they fill out our paperwork and just kind of tell us briefly about their needs. We want to have an adult night. We want to have just an extra, you know, an extra pair of hands in the park. And then what we do is we find out more about their family. Do they speak another language? Do they have a food allergy in their group? Do they have a special needs child? How many children do they have? What are the ages of their children? Is there a handicap? Is this a single mom? 17 family members coming with them. Is it a huge group? Then we go through our kingdom and we scan our kingdom, A, for who's available and B, who matches that family. We have nannies that are ABA therapists. We have nannies that have food allergies themselves. We have nannies that speak 17 different languages, <laughs> meaning, wow. oh, meaning not one nanny, meaning throughout the kingdom, right. we, we right. cover 17 different languages. So then we match them. We do the matchmaking. We match them with a nanny, pair them into a chat room called our kingdom where they get to get to know the nanny. They get to watch a cartoon video all about their nanny and they get to know them before the adventure. There's no blind date action where they you know, don't even speak to them until the day of. And then they help them on the adventure in whatever way they need. If they just need an extra person you know, at the park for safety reasons, if they want to completely check out, mom and dad want to go have a, a sandwich and a beer and they don't want to go on 85 rides and the nanny's going to go, then that's what they do. Very often, there's just a lot of collaborating. Mom wants to take the 13-year-old on a big kid ride, but can't take the three-year-old on that same ride. So they'll do that. One will take one, one will take the other, and then they'll switch. There's a lot of that. Or if it's just a mom and dad who don't want to go on the rides, they don't want to wait in the lines, etc. That's probably the most popular thing in park 
I think it's close to 70%. It's like 68% of our families for in-park adventures come to us with a special needs child. And so it's kind of a safety thing. They want an extra helping hand and also eyeballs on that child or to help calm that child or to, you know, just to be a helper for that child, depending on what they're going to do, if they're going to go on rides or not. And so that's probably the most help that they get in the parks. At the resort, of course, 90% of people are looking for a date night. They want someone to come watch the kids so they can go have a parent night out, which is which is also needed due to the exhaustion of Disney. <laughs> Secondary popular at the resorts is what we call a sleepy session. A sleepy session is when the nanny comes to the resort or hotel at 6 a.m. until whatever time, 10, 11, 12, so that the parents can sleep in. Super popular after date night for the next oh, morning. Wow. That's that's a cool option. That's a good I hadn't one even, just to, yeah. I hadn't thought of it. I the parks thing makes total sense to me and the date night thing makes total sense to me. I would never have thought of the sleeping in part, but it's sleeping actually session. also brilliant. I, yeah, I don't even remember how that started. It was probably a parent that actually thought of it. It was not I want to take credit for it, but it was not a clever idea of ours. It was something that just kept being booked because parents wanted to sleep in obviously. And so we turned it into a thing called a sleepy session, which is helpful. Another thing that's popular at our resorts are night nannies, night as in K-N-I-G-H-T, our night in shining armor nannies. Those are basically our education nannies that bring an activity theme to the resort. And it's usually based on a popular Disney story. They're fantastic. A lot of our teachers like to do them. They involve only your imagination and household items. There's no electronics, no TV, no toys. Um, And they're super creative and they're just fun. And they can do them at the resorts and the hotels with the kids just to keep them engaged and keep them learning and keep them interested while the parents do whatever, whether that means date night or the parents go and have like a pool day for themselves. I mean, I, I got I to gotta stop for a second and echo what Sam said up front, like, this is a great idea. And I have always been shocked, <laughs> like, absolutely shocked, a place like Walt Disney World, that there's no real option apart from, you know, bringing grandma or grandpa on and, you know, pawning your kiddos off on them if you want to go have dinner at Victoria and Albert's or something. So, you know, the, the cruise line gets away with it with the kids club. Correct. But uh, I, and I can I still counter that with the, with the nanny at the cruise. And I'll go into that. Yeah, I want to I want to hear about the cruise. So since we're a cruise line focused show, I want to I kind of want to start there. What's the cost associated with a nanny when we talk about cruising? Fantastic question. Yeah, because yeah. I think at the at the parks and such, you can sort of you can sort of narrow that cost down a little bit for mm-hmm. a few hours of you know of, of sort of you know babysitting time mm-hmm. essentially, right? Absolutely. But on a cruise, you're bringing someone with your family. So yep, what's the, the cost entire there? time? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some misconceptions on how expensive it's. It can actually be quite affordable for the average family. Surprisingly, I won't lie. Even us as a company thought cruising with the nannies would be far more expensive until we looked into it more to see because we wanted to make it affordable for everyone, not just our high rollers, our celebrities, people that it doesn't matter if they had to pay the nanny around the clock. That's one of the misconceptions that you pay the nanny around the clock. That's absolutely false. Taking a nanny on a cruise is equal to taking a travel nanny. And a lot of people are really savvy to the world of travel nannies. I was a travel nanny for several years, which basically is just a nanny that will go on a vacation with your family. I'm the average person and I take a travel nanny on my family vacations when I go anywhere because it adds, what it does is it adds the best of both worlds. You get family time, but you also get much needed downtime and or adult time. Without a travel nanny, you don't always get both of those. You just get one or the other. So, and of course you could bring grandma, but then grandma's not having a vacation. She's suddenly the nanny or you could bring Aunt Betty and now she's the nanny. So the, the, Prices associated with the cruise, let's say we are going out of you know, somewhere in Florida. We'll use Florida as an example. In a nutshell, the way that um, or, or the things that a family would be responsible for in taking a nanny on the cruise is the hours that she works. It, it's a misconception that you have to pay for the nanny around the clock, 24-7. Let's say you go on a four-day cruise. Just because she's physically on the cruise, you by law do not have to pay every single hour she's physically on the cruise. So if you took the nanny, let's say on a four-day cruise, but you really only need her four hours the first night, six hours the next day, um, six hours the next time, let's say we're totaling about 25 hours, which is a normal booking 
that we get even at the parks and or resorts, you only pay for those hours, meaning at her hourly wage. You pay us, we pay the nanny. In addition to that, obviously we have to get the nanny on the cruise. So far, we've done 17 cruises with nannies. It's the least popular thing because I think people think it's more expensive. Obviously, there's the kids club. I'll get into the pros and cons in our world of the kids club as well. But because they can utilize the kids club, we understand it's not as popular. But for the families that have used one of our nannies on those 17 cruises, they have to obviously get the nanny on the cruise. Every single one of them had just an adjoining room for their children. And that's where the nanny stayed. That adjoining room and the nannies are are agreeable to that and completely fine sleeping in the room with the kids um, if that's fine with the family. The family's welcome to get her her own room. That's going to be a whole nother room, a whole nother ticket, a whole nother price. If you have a room, mom and dad, and you get the adjoining room for the children and you're okay with the nanny sleeping there, like on the pullout couch or on the second bed, etc., that covers the nanny's entrance on the ship and all of her food and drinks and the nanny pays for everything else. In addition to that, obviously you have to pay her hours that she works, but on the four-day cruise, if you want her to only work for six hours or if you want her to work 40 hours, that's your choice and you choose that with a four-hour minimum and you would only have to pay for the hours that she works at her hourly wage. The only other cost that's involved in that is unless, and three times the nanny agreed to pay for herself, unless the nanny agrees to pay for her transport, you also have to get her from her home base to the boat which is Orlando to the port and then port back to Orlando in any manner that you want to, whether that means you send her back via plane or car, that's also what the family is responsible for. And that's it. And what that buys you is having a private nanny on the boat that can watch your kids whenever you want, whenever you need, whenever you need a break, you get sick, you have a headache, you're a little bit hungover. I mean, I don't know. Anything could happen. (laughs) Can I I ask a a clarifying question about the transport? So let's say Brian and I and our son, Nathan, we are going on a cruise on the Disney Wish. And we, you know, so we're going to be leaving out of Port Canaveral, but we're going to be traveling from Orlando to Port Canaveral. Can the nanny travel with us in that trans, you know, in that transportation? 100% yes. 100% yes. And you do not have to pay for her time in the car with you, which is also a question that we get asked. You can absolutely do that because we have had families from Orlando or who um, were from out of state. We had one family from Oregon who flew to Orlando first, picked up the nanny. Um, I think they actually went all the way down to Miami. If I'm remembering these details, this is pre-COVID. Let's say it was Miami for conversation, all the way down to Miami um, and then ended up driving back. So the nanny also bunked with them in the car to drive back to Orlando where the nanny then stayed and family flew back to Oregon. So that covers that. And you do not pay for her hourly wage there because she's not on the clock. And that family in particular booked, I think, approximately 15 or 20 hours. But then on the ship, the nanny is very agreeable to random last minute hours and ended up using about 35 hours because they asked her last minute, hey, can you stay a couple hours extra? Can you also, can we tag on three more hours tomorrow? We'd actually like to go see this show, but the, the kids want to stay at the pool and, and you can stay at the pool with them. And that happens because there's a lot of flexibility with the ship nannies because they're there on the ship, you know, at your at your service anyhow. You know, they're they're more than no one has needed or wanted the nanny all day every day because they want to have that family time and that's when the nanny is off. And so she goes and just does her own thing. But if you want a date night, if you want a parent pool day, if you want a sleepy session on the boat, these are all things that you can't always get out of the kids club because of availability, because of limited hours, because of the one-on-one, you're in a group of other kids um, and, and pending your ages. We had someone who wanted to book a cruise recently who was bringing a one-year-old and it's my understanding, unless that's changed, since the wish opened, um, that the small world nursery is not yet fully open. That's for ages under three. Yeah, they just they just reopened it. Okay. Okay. But it to your point, it does have more limited availability because it is something you have to book and it is something you have to pay for. So the 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 small world nursery that's for three and under always has been an extra cost and it is something that has limited hours and you have to reserve. I can see the one one ginormous benefit for a date night, right? If we put our son Nathan in the kids club, we're out at dinner and 
you know, dinner's going till 11 o'clock at night. Kids well, club guess what? Closes. We're picking- well, no, Kids Club is actually still open until oh, midnight. Good. Okay. okay, good. But he's awake in the Kids Club. But he's awake. He's not Yeah, dead. a drop-in daycare is definitely different than like the, the nanny service back at the room. So right. a, they, a she date, can put him to yeah. bed. Yeah. yeah, a date night can look very different for then what's going to be a very miserable child the next morning where you might want Kids Club again as early as 6 a.m. because you're exhausted and that's not going to happen. So the date night, yeah, the date night could be so much more enjoyable because you can, I have a nanny, for example, of course, if I went on a Disney cruise, I'm going to take a nanny land nanny. But if I was on just a Royal Caribbean cruise, I'm going to take my nanny Cassidy because I want these, even if they have a kids club, I want these extra perks that are involved and, and I can afford them because they end up equaling those extra costs I'm going to spend anyways. So date night from 4 p.m. till 11 p.m., they could still be playing at the pool and then and they can go have dinner and then they can go back and do tubby time and then they can do stories and play out things and do some night nanny stuff and then he goes to bed and then you come back to your room where your child is already in bed and the next morning you can sleep in and the nanny can work from 6 a.m. till 10 so that you can sleep in because you just had a date night and then you all go to the pool and have some fun or do a daytime thing so it just adds to that that parent that family time and also needed adult time. Yeah. The worst thing about having a date night on the cruise and having your kid in the kids club is putting them to bed when you're still, you know, a little uh, influenced by the alcohol you drank. Yes. I was going to say, I see two, I see two actual real benefits here on the cruise. One is, mm-hmm. and I thought you were headed this direction, Sam, which is we would put Nathan in the kids club early on on a cruise and he, you know, he, it's, it's sometimes hit or miss whether he's really into the kids club on board or not. And so then you're eating dinner, constantly checking your phone going, are they going to contact me to come pick them up? If you got a nanny, put the phone down and enjoy dinner, right? That's, that's absolutely really nice. And absolutely. Then the second, the second one is we never, I mean, we almost never get to do adult entertainment when we're on board the ship with him, right? Because it's way past bedtime. And we're always, we're always, you know, hashtag would love listener suggestions on this. We don't know what, at what age it is appropriate to potentially leave your kiddo like sleeping in the room and go to adult <laughs> and entertainment. Adult to the, and then go yeah. to the adult entertainment. It's yeah. probably a little, it's probably a little poo-pooed on, I, yeah. I would, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. 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 I would assume. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's a per- that's a perfect example of and and some families will say, well, I don't need the adult time. We're going on a Disney cruise because it's a family vacation, and that's wonderful. But family vacations are also extremely exhausting, and you're going to have more fun with your family if you allow to have a little bit of that either downtime, rest time, or just adult time, even if it's very minimal, just four hours each evening. Just something that's, you know, part time. If you don't want to spend a lot of money on the nanny, book her for just four hours each day. You can be with the child 24 seven. Just take a four hour break each day. You'd be surprised how much different that makes your vacation. You then get a nice date night with your significant other, or you get even just one sleep in because you had an exhausting day the day before or a day at the pool yourself while maybe the nanny and the child goes to a show or goes does a scavenger hunt around the ship, something like that. There's endless things that they can do with them. And there's so many different variations of how much you use the nanny or how little you use the nanny to make it fit your budget. No, that's a good that's a good point. Do you support the cruises outside of Port Canaveral in Miami? Like the ships sail out of, you know, uh Vancouver San Diego. and San Diego. Like San Diego or Hawaii. Because we just literally June first, a month ago, reopened the cruise line in our kingdom in Nannyland. Right now it's only Florida ports, but as soon as the end of the year, it will be several other ports. That will be open to because we have nannies all over the place. Obviously, we would prompt the family to transport the nanny from their nearest location, like the port in San Diego. They're going to want to pick a California, a Southern California nanny. The port in Hawaii, they're going to want to pick one of our Hawaii ones. Obviously, if there's a port in, isn't there a port in um, like Alaska? They're going to have to pick maybe from their hometown, wherever their nearest nanny is that we have to or, or fly her out to meet her there. And so that would be completely up to the family. We don't anticipate it being as popular in ports that are farther away from Nannyland locations. And our Nannyland locations are Orlando, Florida, Vero Beach, Florida, Hilton Head, South Carolina, where there's a resort, Alani in Hawaii, and then internationally, it's Paris, France, Tokyo, Japan, Hong Kong, and Shanghai, China. 
unless someone was really interested in getting a nanny on the ship, I would anticipate, you know, I want to think they're just going to do it from everywhere, but I would anticipate if someone is at a port that's near one of our locations, obviously that's going to be more appealing to them. If they're, if they're going out of Port Canaveral, they're going to grab someone from Orlando. They're not going to want a nanny from Hawaii. Sounds like San Diego is very feasible. Port Canaveral and Miami are both feasible. When Disney moves over to Fort Lauderdale, again, that'll be feasible. You'll use an Orlando person. Yeah. It sounds like the- Absolutely. the West Coast and the and the Florida ones are pretty. And frankly, you know, a lot or the Disney cruises that go to Alaska leave out of Vancouver, BC. That's so right. Somebody could fly up from California. That wouldn't be, you know, too difficult. Especially if maybe they were going to. It was discussed. It was never actually booked, um, but it was discussed with one family. And I don't know if they were in California because I can't remember where it was going. Um, and they ended up not even going on the cruise. It was just the initial discussions. But I remember them suggesting. They wanted to, they were close to where the, they lived physically, let's say in Los Angeles, close to where the nanny was. They were going to pay the nanny her hourly wage to have her be on the plane with the children and have her be on the clock on the plane and watch the children even on the plane and fly up with them. So it's really whatever the family is is willing to do, but they don't have to do that. Like your scenario of can the nanny ride in the car with us from Orlando to the port? She's not on the clock. So yes, she can ride with you, but you're not paying her for that time. So it doesn't add to that bill. Right. And to your point, you're not asking her to take care of your child while you're on that transport. She's simply another member Correct. of the family passenger yep. in the car. That's coming so hanging and out with all yeah. of them. Yeah. And that's your most affordable way of transporting her to the port since you are responsible to transport her there. Oh, I wanted to ask about Nanny Land's special needs experience in particular, and then maybe we can you can talk a little bit more generally about the qualifications you have for someone who might want to become a nanny and work with nanny. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I love that that you are parents, I believe, of a special needs child. This is something that we almost feel like we specialize in and we didn't even attempt to do that. It kind of happened just by chance. It was just a big coincidence. And we're very thankful for that because most of our kingdom has this background. And I should say, first and foremost, we would never place a nanny with a family that does not have that experience or background because we just feel it's too important and they need to be. And that's why we feel like we're good at the matchmaking. We don't just pick a head. We don't just grab any nanny that's available to your family. There's a very extensive questionnaire about your family. Again, whether you have special needs child, you have a food allergy, you speak another language, there's a handicap, etc. And what your needs are, we take all that information into account in selecting the nanny so that we can do a strong matchmaking so that the adventure itself is that much more enjoyable for everyone. So I wanted to say that first. So what happened over the the last three and a half years, again, just by coincidence, 68% of our families that come to us happen to have a special needs child. So we're very popular with families with a special needs child, teenager, or even a special needs adult in their group. Because that was happening, we started to overly hire more and more nannies that have this kind of background. So we have nannies that are ABA therapists, We have nannies that are career nannies that specialize in special needs children or autistic children or children on the spectrum, ASD children. We have nannies that have worked in special education in a school setting. 42% of our kingdom are teachers or past teachers. So they have teaching backgrounds. Uh, 35% of our kingdom have college degrees or hires, including bachelor's degrees and even PhDs. So when, if you guys came to us for a, for a let's say a cruise nanny to go on the cruise, we're going to learn a lot about your son. We're going to learn um, what sets him off, what makes him happy, what makes him tick. We're going to learn everything about him medically. And we're going to learn about you guys and how you interact with him. And then we're going to pick the nanny that has the most experience in that specifically because the relationship with the nanny is also short-lived. Every family only knows this nanny. These are not long-term nannies. You don't get to know them over the next several years and they get to warm up to your child. And with an ASD child, that is even 
more difficult. You know, we need that time to warm up to this child. So we want um, someone with a strong experience who knows how to deal with this child and who knows how to not set this child off so that their short relationship with you, whether it's four days on the cruise or just six hours in a park, they're going to immediately warm up to this child and be able to offer you the service that you paid for, that you're looking for. And it's not just someone who takes the whole six hours to even get to know your child. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love I love that that a lot of your folks are teachers and mm-hmm. I love that you have people with this level of of experience. What's sort of your your hiring process look like for nannies? I I know that I've looked at your website. I know obviously they're all background checked. That's kind of a, a key minimum, but what that's is That's also a what good is, question. Yeah, because there's a lot of companies and I won't name companies, but there's a lot of companies that just kind of bring on any childcare worker and we we just, I, I want to say more fluffy words like that's not important to us. But honestly, it's about liability. I, I'm serious about the liability in all of this. You know, we're responsible for everything that our nannies do. So it is very difficult to get into our kingdom. I do not just hire any childcare professional. We require a lot of things up front and we have a very strong vetting and screening process. And then we employ them directly. We are an insured and bonded company that covers all of our nannies worldwide. It covers us. It covers our families. And in that, we have to make sure that whoever we allow through our kingdom doors is not just any old nanny. You know, I could find a thousand nannies right now on Sitter City or Care.com. I could go to an agency and find 5,000 nannies. But the average right now out of every 100 applicants, only about five to seven get hired. Shannon, can, can I just tell you, you know, you're talking to two lawyers and you're speaking my love language. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm a lawyer in another life. I do not have a law degree but that's my love. I love, I also love a good argument. So I'm, I'm all about that. I'm all about a debate rather. Let's call it a debate. I love that. Yeah. So we, um, we also work with a very large law firm in three different countries, I should say that speak several different languages because of that, because of that liability. And that's really for your protection as a family. And I'll get into this first because I'm, I'm going off on several tangents, but I'll tell you about the vetting process. And I'll also remind you of some safety things that we also implement because of liability and safety and all that. The vetting and screening process is very, very tight. Again, the reason is because we want to have the best caregivers for our families. We need to have responsible and, and valid people, not just any old caregiver. As you saw on our website, obviously they have to have some background. Everyone has to have at least three years of post age 18. That's important. By law, I cannot say you have to be 21. By law, I can say you have to have three years of experience post age 18. Same thing that makes you 21. So all of our caregivers are over 21 years old. They have to have three years of professional validated reference check childcare experience. That means not I've been a mom and I worked for my friend or I babysat when I was 16 years old. So we have to validate all this, this experience through references and reference checking. We also put them through a three-tier interview process. We ask them about what if questions. What would you do if you lost a five-year-old in the park? Go. What would you do if you have a very grumpy parent screaming at you? How do you handle it? What would you do if you have a five and an eight-year-old fighting at the pool at the resort and no one's around to help you? What do you do? So we make them ask answer these questionnaires. They fill out an enchanted application. We run a back. I just tell you, I'm totally, if I took this test, I would totally fail. <laughs> don't take <laughs> what it. What are you doing? I, I'm super strict about how they answer because younger minded nannies, nothing against young. It's just inexperience. Younger minded nannies are like, I don't know. I tell them to stop. That's not good enough. More experienced caregivers. A lot of our teachers are fantastic at answering that. They know how to deal with it pending the age, pending the scenario. Does someone have ASD? Is someone, are they physically fighting or just verbally fighting? Is mom present? Is mom not present? Is one running away? Is there a safety hazard? You grab one and you run after the other. There's a million scenarios that can happen. I want to know that you're going to happen. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to deal with all of them in a mature and accurate manner. That's what's important because I'm not there. 
I'm in Tennessee. I'm not watching them on these adventures. I can't babysit the babysitters on these adventures. So they have to be super strong. In addition to that, we run their background check. We also make them conduct a 30-day trial run before they can even take an adventure in our kingdom to just learn everything Nannyland. We also have Nannyland Academy. This is that 30-day course where they learn everything from behavior techniques, safety protocol at Disney, dealing with grumpy and angry parents, sorry, Nannyland parents, Easily 50% of them are not very pleasant. Uh, they're, they're, they're very, very demanding and and they're not always nice to our nannies. The good news is our nannies are always nice to them. And that's how I like to say that. The good news is our nannies are always nice to them because they're there to do a service for, for the family and they're fine with it. So it's fine. So we teach our nannies how to deal with this with grace and maturity. We teach them about water safety. All of our nannies have to take a course where we determine if they're a level one, two, three, or five swimmer, and they don't take a swimming adventure unless they're at least a level three. All of our nannies have to be CPR and, and first aid certified. All of our nannies take Nannyland boot camp annually, which also reiterates all of these rules. So there's all that and more that continues almost like a college, like we're a running college and institute that's constantly training our nannies, constantly giving them reminders. We have a monthly newsletter that's all about our rules and it's different each month, but it constantly reminds them of these things because we're trusting in these caregivers to go take care of children far, far away from us all over the world for families that trust in us, our caregivers. So it cannot just be any old nanny offcare.com. And I encourage families to not just hire any old nanny offcare.com because running a background check, I love it when families say to me, it's fine. I talked to her, I called her references and I ran her background check. My favorite rebuttal to that is her references were probably her family members faking to be references. And how do you know they're not? And the background check just means she was never arrested. It doesn't mean she's a great caregiver. That's all that means. It just means she never got in trouble with the law. That's all that means. And so that doesn't guarantee that she's a fantastic nanny or a, or a viable caregiver. And that's really important. So there's so much more involved in vetting and screening than just, I was a nanny. And I'm, and I like kids and, and the ongoing training is also important to us to just keep them really savvy with things like safety in the park, all families in the parks worldwide. If you have an in-park nanny, which is a gold crown nanny, your children, if they're aged two to 12, all get a temporary safety tattoo, meaning if you want them to. Our nannies have temporary safety tattoos that have our 24-hour hotline and also our logo on it. Should your child get separated from the group, which happens one out of five children in Disney all day, every day, it doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It means you're human. They're going to call us. And we have that phone manned 24-7. That tattoo stays on your body for three days. So even days after you even see your nanny, you're no longer even with us. If someone calls us, we will track you down because we are now in contact with the person that has your child. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can totally believe that because... We, you know, we were literally just this past weekend at Disneyland and, you know, our son walks a little slower than us. And so oftentimes he's right behind us and I am constantly doing the head swivel to make sure he's still there because he doesn't want to hold, he's eight years old. It's hot. He's sweaty. He doesn't want to hold my hand all the time. He's no longer in a stroller. And it can get quite crowded and it would be quite easy, even though I'm very vigilant about constantly, again, with my head on that swivel, it would be very easy for him to make a wrong turn and lose sight 100%. of us and then us lose sight of him. A hundred percent. Those parks are big, you know, even like you said, even the best parent that can happen to. Yeah, so, it's not, it's not a, um, you know, a check mark on your parenting. The best parents, the most watchers, the strongest worriers can still lose a child. You're not a bad parent. If you, the good news is every child in Disney history, that has been lost at Disney has been found. And that's great too. It happens. So that's another reason that a nanny is also a helpful, just extra body in your group. Most families in parks stay with the nanny. It's very rare they separate if it's just for, you know, more than just separating because we want to go on different rides. But usually it's just to add to your group um, as another helping hand and also eyeballs on that child. Our nannies are trained to stay within like touching distance of the child or touching them like hand on their shoulder, holding their hand, touching the stroller, just in case there's suddenly a big rush of people movement. Suddenly that kid gets wiggled between two 
hips and, and they're gone. It happens so fast. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsor, MyPath Unwinding Travel. And right now, if you head over to MyPathUnwinding.com slash DCLDuo, you can take advantage of a promotion we're offering. If you're one of our first 10 listeners to book a new Disney cruise vacation with MyPath Unwinding, you will get some free giveaways, including a book about the Disney wish that was given out on board the maiden voyage in the DVC charter. And if you decide to book Concierge, a special limited edition Disney Cruise Line Concierge pin that Disney was selling on board, but has discontinued in favor of a new pen, which we think is not as good as the old one. So be one of our first 10 listeners to head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next Disney cruise vacation. And you will get that as well as some DCL Duo swag that we will send out separately. So if you take any time at all to browse My Path Unwinding's website, you will see that they are dedicated to providing you the best service and understanding their clients' needs and answering their questions to ensure that their vacation experience is the best for them and their family. That extends to so many quarters of what My Path Unwinding does, including our experience in booking some fabulous vacations now with My Path Unwinding and their Facebook groups where they field all kinds of questions day in and day out to make sure that people have the best experience possible on Port Disney Cruise Line. So if you've been eyeing an Adventures by Disney trip and been thinking about upgrading your experience to concierge, just want to book a fabulous Disney vacation or really any kind of all-inclusive or resort vacation or cruise vacation, then head over to MyPathUnwinding.com slash DCL Duo and we know you will have a great experience with Karen and her team of travel specialists over at My Path Unwinding. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for your continued support of the show. And now back to our episode. So on the park side of things, what is the cost associated? Like, so it sounds like you can you can hire a nanny to come into your hotel room for a few hours, in which case, you know, you're not you're not paying the expense of the room like you would on the cruise. Um, you can have them come into the parks. But I think I saw from your website, they all have annual passes. So there's no ticks. So are you really just paying for their their time and it's meals? It's just the hours that they work. Yes, it's just the hours that they work. So we talked about prices in regards to the cruise. Park and hotel prices obviously are even easier and better. So we'll use just, I should note that all of our locations have different prices just by a few dollars, but we'll use Orlando as an example. So Orlando, Florida, there's three different kinds of nannies. There's a gold crown nanny. That's a nanny that has an annual pass. So you never pay for a nanny's ticket into the park. She can get herself in for free. So she's the nanny to help you in the parks. Then there's the night nannies. Those are the theme activity nannies. They primarily work in the resorts and the hotels to conduct an activity theme. They don't need an annual pass. So they usually don't have an annual pass. Silver crown nannies are also nannies that just help for your basic sleepy session or date night or pool day at the resort or hotels. Also a nanny that does not have an annual pass. So they primarily help over there. A gold crown nanny in Orlando is $40 an hour with a four hour minimum. And that's all you pay for. You are not required by law to pay for any of her meals. Most of our families do, or at least like one meal if they sit down, but you don't have to. They always bring their lunch with them. They bring snacks with them. They bring waters. So you only have to pay for her four hours or more that you book her for. A night nanny is $35 an hour in Orlando with a six hour minimum. A silver crown nanny is $30 an hour, also with a four hour minimum. And those people, of course, are just outside of the park. So there's nothing else involved. And those are the only fees involved involved in our land base locations is just paying their hourly wage because we have those golds and silvers. And we did that on purpose because there are a lot of companies where you have to pay their hourly and their ticket in whatever location they're going to. So we gathered a bunch of nannies that have passes and all they have to do is make a reservation. And that's why we kind of encourage people to do it as far in advance as you can because of the reservation system, which we don't love. We should add that. Make sure that's in there. We don't love it. I tell people that all day. That's not a secret. So many people don't love it. Yeah. Um, Sam, do you have any more questions about how this works? Uh, I mean, it's a, fa- a fantastic idea. And I think we would definitely use it at the parks and at Aulani. Uh, our son is getting old enough now for cruise line that I'm not, I'm not sure that how not much longer we would. Cruise. Yeah. If, if our, our goal on cruise line is hook him up with some kid near his age on the first day of the cruise, and then he will go to the kids club or the pool. And by, then they're you know, friends and they'll long. be friends in the kids club. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. But I thought, 
But I tell you what, when he was younger, uh, if I had known about this, it definitely would have been something that we would have been looking into. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Because he was not even when we when we first started cruising, even though he was kids club age, he was not really into it. And now he's gotten a lot more independent. But I, I definitely see the value, particularly where a kid is not that independent and maybe isn't that into the kids club or if you really need a lot of the nighttime help. Mm-hmm. I think 100%. that's that's yeah, that's I think with the cruise line value. I think the in parks value, which obviously is the bigger part of of, of nanny land, a hundred percent. That's our most is, popular booking is a gold crown nanny. Yeah, I mean that is like a huge help. Just having another pair of hands and, and another person to ride on. There's, I'll be honest. There are certain times, you know, Nathan wants to go on Goofy Sky School twenty you times. Don't want to do it? Yes. And we are like, I'm a well, little there's a there's a clause in the contract. School. There's a clause, the little known clause in the contract. Sam, no Goofy Sky School. I think so. (laughs) We have a a family that has two kids that love the haunted mansion and they just do it over and over and it freaks mom out. So mom goes and eats dinner and the nanny will do that ride with them 20 times in a row, just over and over and over and over and over. And they'll do it late at night when there's no line. And this is in California and they'll just run through the line and do the ride again and run through the line and do the ride again. And we hear about it all the time. They're local to Disney. So they use us a lot. So it's like a reoccurring family, which we get a lot of and they often will request the same nanny you can do that if, if she's available our nannies love to be requested and they'll see the same faces very often um but this this one family i'm thinking of that's that's a perfect example there's a lot of rides you might not want to go on that your child wants to go on that the nanny will will gladly go on with them yeah i mean i i would i would love to to have a nanny for that and then maybe also use her for getting to go to Victorian Alberts because I don't really yes. want to pay for my kid to eat at Victorian Alberts because it's yes. really not a value. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a very I'll good point. Less money, yeah, I'll spend less money getting him like room service pizza and hanging out in the hotel room with the nanny than I would paying for exactly. his you know, chef tasting meal at, at, that he we had a family. We had a family just this week that had a few different nannies just based on their needs booked all week long. Their adventures are still going on as I'm talking to you. And this is in Orlando, actually. But some of their plans changed and it was perfect because it was very easy to swap out those nannies. And that can happen too, meaning it's their very first trip to Disney. They have a four-year-old. They had parks booked every single day and the four-year-old is just exhausted. The four-year-old wants nothing to do with it anymore. And on day three, they were due to go, I can't even remember where, so we'll say Hollywood Studios. And the four-year-old was just having a fit and did not want to do it. They had um, a nanny lined up to do it. So the parents ended up having a park day and the nanny just stayed at the resort all day with the child because they had the nanny booked anyways. Because a gold crayon nanny can still work back at the hotel, even though she's gold. And that's the person they had reserved. And they had a fun swim day and they did some night nanny stuff. And then the family came back and then the family had date night and and then they went on to their next day. But plans also change last minute at Disney and we can kind of roll with those plans as well. Well, Sam, anything we haven't covered here about this fantastic service? (laughs) I think we've covered... Everything. Oh, you said you just reopened at Alani. Is that right? We did. June 1st, we reopened Alani since COVID and we have nannies there. We have several adventures booked. Obviously, there's no park in Alani. So the most popular things are just so that the parents can break away. Uh, Probably the most popular thing is date night, you know, an evening slot. We definitely have some sleepy sessions booked there and then just some night nanny stuff or daytime swim stuff because parents want to either just have some alone time. They want to go on excursion. A lot of parents want to go on an excursion outside of Alani, but the kids want to stay at Alani and swim. So the nanny is really, really useful for things like that. Just to have a break. Alani does have, similar to the cruise, a kid's center at Aunt Anne's little clubhouse. But it's kind of the same as, as the cruise. You're with a bunch of other kids. It's limited hours, limited space. And it's like a, a daycare drop-in center. They're not going to do the pool with the kids. They're not going to do in-room stuff with the kids. It's like a drop-in center. Yeah. And it's it's actually really 
limited um, since they reopened. It's, it's, it's much more limited hours than it was pre pandemic. um, And you have, and you have to have reservations and And it's not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even doing nighttime stuff. It's only, they're not, it's just in the day. Yes. And our most popular booking is parents want to go out at night. They want to have like a nighttime date or parent night. And that's probably the number one booking that happens out there. Even before COVID, that was definitely the number one booking is just a date night at Alani or like I said, like outside of Alani excursions that maybe were too grown up for the kiddos and the kiddos honestly just wanted to stay back and swim. So the nanny can take care of them. Yeah, I would love to do like a catamaran snorkeling excursion in Hawaii, but we haven't been able to do that because our son is not a snorkeler and not a real big on boats. And that so ideal nice situation would be yeah. you guys go take like a catamaran ex- excursion all day and have like a fun adult day. And nanny stays with him back at the pool and does pool, has lunch, does some games or maybe night nanny stuff back at the room and just goes from there depending on like what times you're going to be gone. And then everyone's happy. You having some adult time. Your child is still being entertained and you're not just stuck in family time the entire time. Sounds like a perfect day to me. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's all about it. It needs to be an anniversary gift. We're heading to, we're heading to Alani, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, instead, her anniversary gift is that we're heading on the Wishes Maiden Voyage. So, oh, you know, that's right. Sam, I heard you Sam say that. To, yes. Sam will have to live with that, I think. <laughs> I, I live with that for now, but I'm, I'm thinking Poor maybe, Sam. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe next year or the year after. I, I got know. you a, I got you a five night cruise, Sam. You got me a three night DVC cruise. So there you go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That works. I should say, I wanted to add one more quick thing to a service that we offer mostly in park, only because it just, the the outcome turns out a lot better in park. But if someone did want this for a silver resort hotel or night nanny thing, they could also have it, but it's a hundred percent free to families like the temporary tattoos and like these extra things that we add on to families. This is also a service that is a free service, something that we just offer for every adventure that's in park. We also tag on an extra nanny that's called the nanny paparazzi. So if you and your son were in Magic Kingdom all day long with a nanny from, let's say, nine to five with a gold crown nanny, the nanny paparazzi is an extra nanny that comes and finds you. She's in that chat room so she can find you because she's in contact with your current nanny. She'll come and find you for no more than 30 or 45 minutes. She doesn't bother you. She doesn't talk to you unless you want to stop and pose for pictures. She takes dozens of candid shots of your family and usually you don't even know it and they have turned out they've turned out to be the most beautiful pictures of our adventures and we send them all to you and they're often anywhere between 50 up to 200 pictures that we send to you after your adventure for free and they're pictures of like your child running up to Mickey and they're pictures of you hugging your child in front of the castle and mommies have said to us I didn't even remember that I did that I she didn't even know she got the picture you can also pose for pictures she can take beautiful pictures of you posing in front of the castle or in front of so-and-so and it's a free service because we like to have the pictures for our promotion service our promotional reasons and then we send them to you and it's a wonderful little you know lasting memory of your adventures with us oh my god i love that that's so fun that started a while ago and i can't <laughs> again i can't remember how or why but it's such an easy thing because the nanny paparazzi doesn't work more than you know 30 minutes she just finds you really quick snaps her shots and then you get them afterwards and it doesn't interrupt your adventure but they're just stunning pictures so it's fun to just have that memory of your in park time well, Sam, I think we have reached that point in the show where I have to hand it over to you for a little bit of rapid fire with our guests. So why don't I throw it over to you? Thank you. So Shannon, this yes. is rapid fire where we ask you your Disney favorites and there are no rules unless I make rules as we go along. Okay. Which Sam has tendency to do. So just be prepared. I just love be prepared. a no rule situation. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, Shannon, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Dumbo. We opened on Dumbo's mom's birthday. Oh, Mrs. And that's generally my favorite. I love Dumbo. I love Dumbo. That's been my favorite since I was a child. Yeah. Well, then the next question might be easy. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? I want to say Dumbo because I love that character, but I'm also a huge fan. I'm an old school fan. I like all these older movies of Snow White. I like Snow White movie. What is your favorite Disney song? Favorite Disney song. The one about friends in Toy Story. 
I don't know what oh, it's you've got a friend in me. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I could hear that in my head. That just makes me happy. <laughs> what is your favorite Disney park? I'm going to have to say California Disneyland because that's where I grew up. Just good old fashioned Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Yeah. What is your favorite land inside any park? Tomorrowland. Nice. What is your favorite Disney resort? Probably in Florida. I enjoy Beach Club because I like the pool. I like the pool at Beach Club. That's some of our nanny's favorite also, but that's generally one of my favorites. Yeah. What is your favorite classic ride or attraction? Um, that would be Pirates of the Caribbean, also in California. Because it's been a, it's been there for so long. It's something everyone knows. I've done it for 40 years since I was a child. And I feel like if they ever got rid of it, we would just have to all quit Disney. Like it's that, you know, quote unquote classic. It's just been there forever. And 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 that was a correct answer because the Florida <laughs> answer, answer would have been an incorrect answer. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I almost I almost said small world too, because that's very old school to me. Cause I think of like classic as something that's just always been there and that I've done from childhood and everyone has done. No one has not done it, but I like Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I could smell that ride. I like it. <laughs> Favorite modern ride or attraction? I'm going to stick with, I'm sticking with California. That's the right, I'm thinking. I don't know how modern this is, but to me, it's like if it's not from my childhood, it's modern. Um, I like the whole cars world over there with the cars ride. I like that. Yeah, Radiator Springs Racers. Is yeah, the best. I love that. I think that's so fun. It's one of my favorite movies also. It's not the favorite, but it's one of my favorite movies. All right. Now, this is my last question of Rapid Fire, and it might be quite controversial to some people. What is your favorite park snack? Oh, God. All the things. All the things. You know, immediately in my brain, I could think of 27. Anything that's a breakfast food, so like a Mickey waffle, it'd be like a Mickey waffle something like a waffle on a stick like i've seen waffles on a stick it would be that that yeah yep. they have those they have those churro waffles now even on the cruise that people oh, are raving yeah, yeah. about i've seen pictures of those i can think of 200 snacks that i would consider equals and i love them all dole whip and churros and the ice creams and the this and the macaroons and the this and that all those but i like i like a disney waffle i love it perfect well that concludes our rapid fire round Fantastic. I love that. I have one more question. I'm, I'm yes. going to add a question, which is, as you've taken feedback from your nannies, what is their favorite Disney experience and why is it Disney Cruise Line? No, I'm, I'm kidding about the last part. <laughs> what, is their, what, what is their favorite Disney experience? <laughs> I'm not even lying when I'm saying the Disney Cruise is their favorite. They all want the cruise because we get it so scarce. We don't get it booked a lot because it's the least, you know, it's the least popular booking in our kingdom for many reasons, obviously, but they all want to do the cruise. That's the number one thing that they want. Secondary is golds love to just do in-park stuff. Silvers want to be golds. They want to do, you know, they want to do the in-park stuff because that's a little bit more fun. It's more exhausting. It's the more tiring of the two jobs, but they like to do the in-park stuff. They love to be on VIP tours. We're really close with all the VIP tour guides at Disney. A lot of our families that do a VIP tour guide will also get a nanny land nanny. So we're buddy buddy with them. And the nannies love that experience. So they love to be on like a VIP tour and they like to do a lot of the holiday stuff. Obviously they love it when they get to be with a family during like Christmas time or Halloween and do like over in California, like the Oogie Boogie stuff um, and all those shows. They, they talk about that as they get excited over those type of adventures all the time. But everything, everything in Nannyland is magical. But those are some of like the highlights. Shannon, why don't you tell our listeners all the ways they can find you and Nanny Land. So if they want to engage your service, they can, because it sounds like a fantastic service to us. Absolutely. If I'm speaking to families directly, um, my number one tip is try to plan ahead. Because of the reservation systems, our nannies not only book up, but 99% of the time we have a nanny for you, but Disney is booked up. And that's not us as a reminder. That's the number one complaint. So the sooner the better, the ways that you can find 
find us are obviously first our website, which is nannyland.com. And that's nanny-land.com with a, with a dash, nanny-land.com. Um, you can message us on there via email or our contact form for just an initial contact. You can also find us on all social media. We're nannyland on Twitter. We're under at nannyland tweets. On Facebook, we're at Nannyland Nannies. We're on TikTok at Nannyland Nannies. We are on Instagram at Nannyland Insta. You'll obviously see when you just search Nannyland, even without the hyphen, our little umbrella logo. It's a red umbrella with a little crown that says Nannyland pops up on everything. So that's an easy way to know that that's us. Um, and you can message us anywhere. We are a 24 7, 365 day company. We never close and we work every single day of the year. Amazing. And we will link to all of that great information in our show notes. So if you didn't catch it in this section, head over there, there'll be links provided. And uh, Shannon, we just really appreciate you coming on and sharing about this fabulous service, Nanny Land. With Absolutely. Well, I thank you for having me and happy anniversary again. And hopefully we can help out some of your listeners with, with a little extra much needed nanny time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this evening's show and learning a bit more about Nannyland. What an amazing service. I'm just, I continue to be shocked that Dizzy doesn't offer it. Once again, if you're looking to book a nanny after you hear tonight's episode, be sure to use our crown code KING85. That's K-I-N-G-85. You'll get a discount off your nanny. We'll get a little referral bonus and everybody's happy. So use that code to help support the show. And we just really appreciate Shannon coming on to talk about all of the fabulous experiences and ways that you can get a little assistance from Nannyland on your next trip. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from none three seven four seven four seven two eight ampersand two. Something tells me that's an auto-generated username, but it reads: Keep up the great work. Love the DCL duo. Your information and guest interviews are always top-notch. Also, love listening to your personal trip reports and your wish coverage was awesome. It is also great to hear Nathan's perspective as we sail with our two young sons. Keep up the great work. I so appreciate it. Well, we thank you for the review and appreciate you for leaving that review. And I'm sitting here with. Nathan actually in the room and I know he appreciates hearing what a fabulous guest he is on the show and uh, we've got some more episodes coming up with him and some other kids providing their uh, views on the wish and some other things so look out for those but with that I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week you can also head over to our website dclduo.com to learn all the ways that you can connect with us our blog is over there a link to our Etsy store is over there a link to my path unwinding travel is over there. A link to our YouTube channel is over there. But if you want to head directly to our YouTube channel, you can just browse to youtube.com slash dclduo. If you'd like to ask us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also leave us a message on our voicemail line. We love getting those listener messages and including them in the show. So head over to 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. That's our Google voicemail line. You can head over there, leave us a message, a comment, a question. We will play it on the air and respond as long as it's family friendly. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Use that link so they know that the DCL Duo sent you. And reminder, we've got a promotion running right now with My Path Unwinding Travel. Head over there and check it out. You can also support the show by browsing to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and joining one of our monthly support tiers. We really do truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to make this show a reality each and every month. Thank you so, so much for supporting the show. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and know we reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have a question about Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.